Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, I'll chat with Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson about the PEI potato situation. And up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from the chair of Chicken Farmers of Canada. Latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Today, the federal government announced $3.5 million in funding under the Market Development Program for Turkey Farmers of Canada and Chicken Farmers of Canada. Funding through the program will help increase domestic demand and consumption of Canadian turkey and chicken products. The funding is part of a compensation package to supply managed sectors for market access concessions made under the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. Turkey farmers of Canada will receive up to $2.5 million, while chicken farmers will receive up to $1 million. Tim Klompmaker is chair of Chicken Farmers of Canada. The market development program for turkey and chicken will be a tremendous support to the Canadian chicken sector and help us con- to continue to engage with consumers. Canadian chicken farmers have worked hard to earn the trust of Canadians, but we need to keep telling and living our story in ways that remind people that their trust in us is warranted. This brand is becoming recognized and requested in grocery stores and restaurants throughout the country. We've achieved a 40% awareness rating amongst consumers for our brand, and that awareness goes up to 42% with millennials, a key target audience for our sector. We have invested a lot in telling our story to consumers. And now, thanks to this funding that we have received from the federal government, we can reach more Canadians from coast to coast to coast. The combination of the market development and the poultry and egg investment programs will allow farmers to plan for the future and contribute to Canada's goal for growing Canadian agriculture. In particular, the market development program for turkey and chicken will greatly assist in our sector's continued promotion of the safe, high-quality chicken that farmers like myself raise with care. This program will enhance consumer engagement and continue to showcase our homegrown products to Canadians. We're proud to feed Canadians, and we appreciate this dedication and support for our sector. That was Tim Klompmaker, Chair of Chicken Farmers of Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Today, the federal government announced $3.5 million in funding under the Market Development Program for Turkey Farmers of Canada and Chicken Farmers of Canada. Funding through the program will help increase domestic demand and consumption of Canadian turkey and chicken products. Turkey Farmers of Canada will receive up to $2.5 million, while chicken farmers will receive up to $1 million. The funding is part of a compensation package to supply managed sectors for market access concessions made under the CPTPP. Over 10 years, the market development program for turkey and chicken will provide a total of $19.2 million for the turkey farmers of Canada and $25 million for chicken farmers of Canada. Exports of potatoes from Prince Edward Island will soon be able to resume to the United States months after Canada suspended shipments because of the detection of potato wart in fields on the island. The U.S. Department of Agriculture issued a release yesterday stating the two countries have reached an understanding. The USDA says exports of PEI table stock potatoes can resume under certain conditions, including that potatoes shipped to the U.S. come only from fields not known to be infested with potato wart. Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food and Food Security, John Barlow, talked about the importance of potatoes to Prince Edward Island. 
it employs, uh, you know, more than 5,000 people in Prince Edward Island. Last year's crop was valued at, uh, you know, close to $100 million. Uh, this is a, a billion-dollar industry for Prince Edward Island. And, you know, let's let's put that into perspective. Uh, Prince Edward Island is 150,000 people. It's, its entire economy is built on really three pillars, fisheries, tourism, and potatoes. And the war in Ukraine is creating significant changes in global trade flows. David Chednovic is Assistant Vice President for Grain at CN Rail. From a Canadian demand perspective, it started, you know, in the last week of February. You've got forward sales put on. We, we haven't seen a spike in demand as a consequence of that. Where you're seeing it more is, is trade flow out of the U.S., where a lot of Ukraine corn, of course, can't get out. That's, that has to get covered by other origins. The U.S. is one of those origins that can cover So from that perspective, we're seeing those changes occur. It'll be interesting to see how things play out as we get into the back end of 2022 and beyond to see how prolonged those changes in trade flows are and what the implications are for the movement of grain and other commodities. It's still early to tell. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Knute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, March 25th. I'm Corey Knute. Coming up today, I'll chat with Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. Exports of potatoes from Prince Edward Island will soon be able to resume to the U.S. months after Canada suspended shipments because of the detection of potato wart in fields on the island. USDA issued a release yesterday stating the two countries have reached an understanding. I caught up with Mary Robinson, President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. It's great news. Um, there's still all kinds of details to iron out, but generally speaking, um, people are, are really uh, pleased to see such strong movement in the right direction. How important was the timing here? You know, farmers across the country and, and beyond Canada right now are facing some pretty tough decisions. Uh, this will be the most expensive crop anyone's ever put in the ground. So you just take that frustration and, and worry that that all producers are feeling across the country and and then uh, adds in, uh, incredible market uncertainty for uh, PEI potato growers. And it's certainly been uh, heavy on everybody's mind. And I think, you know, obviously until the crop's in the ground, it's all speculation as to what acreage reduction will be. Um, I would expect we're, we're probably in a, a 10 to 20% reduction estimate. I don't know how much uh, this news yesterday, it's, uh, you know, it was March 24th, and uh, decisions, some decisions have already been made, and I'm sure some are still flexible, so we'll just wait and see. I know as far as uh, processing goes, we're just uh, seeing our local processor in the island uh, getting into negotiations on contracts, so there's, uh, there's a lot of decisions still to be made, but the news yesterday, I think, would certainly give people a little more comfort, but still a great deal of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen next year with American markets. And Mary, um, just talk about the impact, you know, over these uh, these past months here um, on the uh, on the potato industry and, and, you know, just the economy in Prince Edward Island. Sure. So, you know, Corey, it's been 120 days and, and a little bit, uh, really, since we saw this uh, ban, the ministerial order put in place. Um, it's been fairly devastating for uh, a lot of packing sheds and, and potato farms. And a lot of those are kind of, uh, a lot of time, they're married enterprises. You know, you might have a large farm and, and pack your own product and ship it to market. It's been an impact not only on 
the people that work in those sheds, but the people that keep the sheds going, whether it's the bag suppliers, the equipment suppliers, the truckers who move products, the fuel that operates those buildings, it's, it's a fairly uh, uh, closed loop economically in PEI. We're, we're highly uh, uh, reliant on agriculture. It is our largest uh, economic driver. So it, it's been very, very tough. Uh, and, you know, in regard to uh, people's mental health and stress levels, um, yeah, people are raw. Uh, so I think yesterday there was some rejoicing, uh, and we're excited to see the details. Obviously, those details have to be sorted out before people can be uh, incredibly over-jubilant. That was Mary Robinson, president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Mary also commented on the CP Rail labour situation. Obviously, we, we respect uh, the right for people to have um, uh, be able to express their, their concerns about wages and, and go into negotiations with their employer. We don't want to get involved in that. But obviously, if you look just over the last three years, uh, not just Canadian agriculture, but our, a large part of our economy has been held up by disruptions in rail service, both with CNNCP. We've seen blockades. We've seen strikes, you know. Uh, so moving forward, uh, we have expressed, first off, I want to say we, we've expressed gratitude uh, to um, the, the players who made this strike, uh, this lockout go away as quickly as it did. It would have been great if it hadn't happened at all, but it's wonderful that it, it finished as quickly as it did, and, and we're really appreciative of that. So moving forward, there's got to be greater certainty. We can't continue to see our entire economy uh, have this fragility, this exposure on uh, rail not running or running and the same with our ports and you know the same can be said for our our truck situation we need more trucks we need more drivers we need to see the flow of goods the credibility of of canadian agriculture as a a global uh, retailer supplier has been compromised every time we've had one of these events so we need to get on the front end of it and make sure it doesn't happen moving into the future. Anything else to add here, uh, Mary, as we head towards the, uh, you know, the upcoming growing season? Yeah, there's, uh, I know there's a lot of stress right now. Um, we've got super high uh, input costs. We also have super high commodity prices. Um, it's, it's high stress this year. The, the phrase I'm hearing a lot of is, it is the most expensive crop we're going to put in the ground. As we look at our colleagues in the Ukraine, I think everybody's heart goes out to those people. And we think about all the people in the world who are not going to be fed because of the Russian invasion in Ukraine. Uh, I think we, we all are um, trying to do our best to make sure that we, we help feed as many people as possible while we balance the challenges of uh, increased input costs as well as you know discussions on reductions of nitrous oxide emissions. So. CFA will continue to work to make sure that uh, we best represent the uh, the concerns and the opportunities that Canadian producers face. So uh, with that, just, um, good luck to everybody. Safe planning season and I uh, hope everything goes as well as possible. That was Mary Robinson, President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Ag Wire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. In-person public engagement sessions for the Plum Murray watershed are scheduled to take place as followed 
All sessions beginning at 6.30 p.m., March 29th at the St. Jean Community Hall, and March 31st at the Plum Coulee Community Hall. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair takes place March 28th to April 2nd at Brandon's Keystone Centre, and the annual general meeting for Manitoba Pork is planned for April 6th at the Fairmont, Winnipeg. You can register on the Manitoba Pork website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, as we told you earlier in the program, the federal government announced $3.5 million in funding today under the Market Development Program for Turkey Farmers of Canada and Chicken Farmers of Canada. Funding through the program will help increase domestic demand and consumption of Canadian turkey and chicken products. The funding is part of a compensation package to supply-managed sectors for market access concessions made under the CPTPP. Turkey farmers of Canada will receive up to $2.5 million, while chicken farmers will receive up to $1 million. Darren Ferentz is chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada. I'm an Alberta farmer, in addition to my position at the, as chair of the Turkey Farmers of Canada. On behalf of the TFC, I would like to thank you for the announcement of the Market Development Program for Turkey and Chicken. The CPTPP agreement will have an impact on each turkey farmer in this country. Today's announcement of the Market Development Program in conjunction with the previous announcement of the Poultry and Egg Farm Investment Program will be helpful in mitigating the harmful market effects impacts of the CPTPP. We welcome this and appreciate the government's effort for our industry. This positive step will support the turkey sector's work in reaching consumers. We know consumers want Canadian turkey products, which is complicated by the CPTPP agreement. I see this program as an opportunity to reach Canadians and to support the Canadian turkey sector in promoting the wholesome, nutritious, high-quality turkey raised to strong animal welfare standards. The market development funding will also assist with various activities, including advertising, promotion, market research, and further recognition of the Canadian turkey brand. Our sector continues to respond and adapt branding to meet the changing consumer, which this funding will reinforce. It will help us grow our consumer base and our domestic market while strengthening our system of supply management. The funds will be used in Canada for Canadian farmers through production of our industry. We feel this funding will lead to a more competitive and more sustainable sector over the long term. That was Darren Ferentz. He's the chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The assistant vice president of grain for CN Rail says the labor dispute at CP Rail impacted both railways. Here's David Chednovic with CN Rail. Uh, Given the really challenging winter operating conditions that we experienced combined with the impact of the accumulation of traffic as a result of the mainline disruption there in in southern BC due to the washouts for a three-week period, you know, there's a lot of traffic uh, that, that is left to move from the perspective of being able to take on additional traffic. I mean, we're working very closely with our customers. Our focus right through has been on the, on that CN core traffic, also appreciating that many CN customers are also CP, also CP customers. So, you know, from the perspective of, of managing customer demand, we, we coordinate closely with them. The labor disruption has been resolved, but we did see a spike in, in demand. And Conservative Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Agri-Food and Food Security, John Barlow, is weighing in on CP Rail and the Teamsters Union moving to binding arbitration. When you have you know, a duopoly in our country where we are so reliant on them to, to be such an integral part of our supply chain, and right now we have these international trucking mandates 
they're already talking about interprovincial trucking mandates. So again, we're, our supply chain is at such a weakened position. It simply can't take another hit. It just simply cannot. We have to find a long-term solution because this is the second time in a few years that we've, we've gone through this, you know, CN previously, now CP. This just cannot be a regular occurrence where uh, Canada's supply chain and our economy is, is held hostage by, uh, by these types of things. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on Monday's show, we'll preview the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair taking place next week in Brandon. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.